Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and possibly quite late uh, evening, or maybe it's even uh, close to your bedtime for some of you people. And welcome to another edition of Under My Roof. This week, we have a very special program for you. We are back with Q&A with Father Joseph Adapto. So if you have any questions that you've previously submitted, we shall uh, have those answers for them from Father for you today. Uh, a few things to note for today is that we will not be taking live Q&A, which means any Q&A that you're putting in the, in the Zoom section will not be looked into because we had already sent a link out and we've gotten a lot of questions and we're only able to answer some of them because of a lack of time. So that's why we will not be entertaining any of the questions from the Q&A section. And secondly, if you have any technical difficulties, you can always reach out to us via chat and we will uh, get back to you. And if any of your friends haven't registered via Zoom, you can share this QR code with them or just head over to the YouTube channel of Divine UK and you will be able to watch this program live right now. So with that, I hand it over to Joe Moon to lead us in worship. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My dear brothers and sisters, this morning we are going to praise and worship our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As we are praising and worshiping the name of Jesus, let's remember His steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are going to praise and worship and honor the name of our Lord. In Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, let's call upon the name of our Lord Jesus and praise and worship the name. The word of God says there is no other name under heaven and earth for our salvation. It is the name of our Lord Jesus. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, Lord. As Psalm 63, verse 3 says, because of thy steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise thee. So I will bless thee as long as I live. I lift up my hands and call on thy name. Let's all raise our hands for a moment. Wherever we are, whatever situation that we are in. My dear brothers and sisters, there is only one person who can save us. It is Jesus. Jesus alone even when we are going through trials and difficulties and deepest temptations and problems in our life 
we may have mountains of problems in our life but believe there is absolutely nothing impossible for our god this morning let's praise for some of you it would be evening some of you it would be noon time some of you it would be night but wherever we are whatever situation that we are in let us praise his name let us honor his name let's worship lifting our hands hallelujah 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 thank you lord we praise you lord we worship you lord hallelujah 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 thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah Bless the Lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy name sing like never before oh my soul i worship your holy name Bless the Lord oh my soul Oh 
mighty deliverer let's worship his name hallelujah 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 lord i praise your name hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord we worship you lord we glorify your name glory to your name all glory and honor and power belongs to your name we worship you we worship you lord hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We praise you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. My dear friends, let's call upon the name of our Lord Jesus. Let's call upon His name. The name that can deliver us. The name that can transform us. The name of Jesus. His name is a strong tower and the righteous run into it. Let us surrender everything everything that we are holding within ourselves let's give to Jesus let us praise and worship his name let us experience his love in our lives yes my dear friends there is absolutely nothing impossible for him let us call upon the name of Jesus
name. We worship your name. Glory to your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we praise your name. Lord, we worship your name. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, uh, Jomon, and uh, for that wonderful worship. Now, we move on to the main part of today's uh, program, which is Q&A with Father Joseph. As you can see, Father Joseph is here 
and uh, let's move on with the first question then uh, father do you have anything to say before we start or shall we just jump into the questions directly okay you can uh, you can start okay thank you father yes the second here we go so the first question is how to understand if a relationship is coming from god okay so my dear brothers and sisters um, we are we are so happy that we are able to relate to each other asking questions and answering questions and always remember when you listen to these answers and this need not be a you know detailed answer it is impossible to have a detailed answer for all the questions we given in this platform but we are dealing with the small small answers short answers and therefore at least we will get us some idea or maybe a basic idea for it so it is good to have more knowledge about each question so up to you to decide and find out the answers in a more detailed way but we will explain to you the church position christian way of thinking the christian answers for each question so today the first question is about the relationship how do we know what is that uh, maria how do you understand if a relationship is coming from god okay so when we speak about a relationship first of all what kind of relationship you are talking about is it a friendship which we normally have in our schools colleges universities we do have friends in the in the working places we have friendships so if the friendship is we should have friendship with everyone no friendship god always so welcomes friendships friendships are good but if you are talking about love relationship uh, intimacy intimacy intimate love love relationship out of so many friends selecting one person for your uh, you know uh, in the what we call dating so this one we have to be very careful because uh, we have to make, make sure that uh, such kinds of relationship uh, we should go according to the plan of god will of god and of course we need to understand the time and the context of this kinds of relationship when you are studying in the nursery school god will never bring a, a girlfriend with the intention to make you fall into love fall in love and then end up in marriage so in the nursery school you will have friends who happen to be girls who happen to be boys that is how the healthy friendships are built up and that is how god encourages us to even in the school time you should have friends who happen to be girls and boys but the intimacy with one single person is not from god in the school time college time university time we should have healthy friendship in all these time because these are not the time the lord is bringing you a life partner because this is the time you are supposed to focus on your studies and also build up good healthy friendships so in such situations god will never make a blunder of bringing uh, uh, your life partner there and say you okay think about marriage marriage okay fall in love with this person avoid all the other friendship and make sure that your girlfriend never fall in love with someone else so these kinds of unnecessary uh, headache god will never bring when you are in studies so that is what we have to always remember after all your studies when you are really thinking of a marriage and that is when in fact god and uh, you can have uh, friends you can search for your life partner you can uh, write, uh, understand 
and you can get in touch with the uh, uh, the fr friends and you can grow in your relationship even dating in holy dating is also permitted in the church because after the engagement there is a long period of time for you to understand each other know each other so therefore it is okay but we have to remember any relationship even if it is uh, a valid love relationship after your studies which you enter into if it is taking you away from god it is not from god this relationship is not from god if it is affecting your relationship with everyone else because you have fallen in love with one person if this relationship is affecting all your other relationship then you have to think about it twice if it is affecting your relationship with your parents and family and everyone your church and your church activities then you have to think about uh, it twice and if this relationship in this relationship you have always a fear inside fear of future what will happen in the future about this relationship and if you have a fear that is controlling you every time that is not from god and if in this relationship if you are poorly treated and sometimes as a sexual object then it is not from god so there are some signs like this to identify whether these kinds of relationship which you are enjoying now is from god or not okay next question thank you father um the next question is i have been praying for a life partner for so long and haven't received an answer how do i know if there are any blockages or what god wants for me okay so if you are praying for your life partner surely god will answer god will bring the life partner for you but we have to understand many people the reason why they don't have the life partner even after their age of marriage is over there are so many reasons one it can be an inner inner wound in a healing reason for example a girl or a boy who is brought up in the midst of midst of so many broken families i know so many people who when they come for counseling spiritual sharing and all they share they are brought up in the uh, in the midst of broken families they see their parents fighting with each other every time thinking of divorce and some of their parents are divorced already their uncles are divorced aunties are divorced many people are divorced they are brought up in this kind of family atmosphere so there is a fear always so any proposal come they are afraid to accept it they are frightened to accept it because even a small mistake in the other person even a small weakness of the other person and instigate some kind of fear in them and they don't want to get married so these are some reasons many people don't want to get married so even if god brings the right person they are afraid to get married because of this background experiences so that is why i said we need to be very careful though you know if you are really praying for your life partner god will bring the right partner but we also need to be healed of all these inner wounds the fear aspect the inner fear wounds aspect from your family and then uh, the there are some other you know lack of some people they don't search in fact they're sitting at home and waiting for the life partner to come so the it is also not possible we also have to work hard search effectively get to uh, we have so many platforms now to search for a, a life partner marriage bureaus and marriage even in the from the parts of the church so we also have to do our own part 
Um, but at the same time, we also make sure that we should get healed of all these inner wounds which are blocking us from falling into any kind of uh, marriage uh, relationship. Yes. Thank you, Father. Um, the next question, kind of in line with that, do we have yeah. soulmates assigned by God? Does God send our spouse to us or do we really choose completely out of our own choice? Okay. So it, it normally happens both ways. Both ways. God also sends the person whom you are supposed to be married with. And also you are also have to search for it. Uh, and at the same time, remember, do we have soulmates assigned by God? Yes. We read from Book of Tobit. Chapter 6, verse 18, we read like this. God has, uh, from eternity, God has chosen a person for you. God has already chosen a person for you from eternity. If you are supposed to be married, and if you are living a married life, and it is already decided, and there is a man or woman for you assigned by God from eternity. We read Tobit, chapter 6, 18. So, um, therefore, when the time comes, you know, always... God's work happens at the fulfillment of the time. It doesn't happen from your nursery school onwards. It doesn't happen from your school days onwards. God will not bring your soulmate when you are in the school study studies and other activities. God brings to the fulfillment of time. There is a time for everything. For your work, your job, marriage, everything. When the time comes, the Lord will bring. If you are in prayer, surely the Lord will bring in the right time, the right person whom you are supposed to be uh, but getting married too. Yes. Thank you, Father. The next question is, is it wrong to use dating apps? Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly about this, uh, how these dating apps work, but I have spoken to some friends and then came to a conclusion. One, what I understand from their conversation is this. Um, this dating app is, need not be a safe app, safe area. Because there are all kinds of people who are not truly, in a true sense, good sense, interested in the holy dating, a spiritual date, a spiritual way of uh, kind of dating. But there are also sex offenders, abusers, rapists who also involve in these dating apps who are actively um, making use of the dating apps to find out their victims. Therefore, if you are entering into dating apps, you have to be very, very, very careful. And secondly, you, don't, you have to ask yourself, why do you need a dating app? What is the intention for you to enter into a dating app? Is your intention to find love? If it is, dating app will never give you love. It only will give you, may give you lust. If you are finding out a good life partner, then don't search in the dating apps. So you, you have a good platforms the church has provided, even the good society community is providing you. So there are so many other platforms because these dating apps are not safe at all. And it also encourages not in the spiritual way of dating, but the worldly way of dating. There are so many people who have fallen into wrong relationship and even evil things, evil pictures, videos, all those things through these dating apps and friendships. So it, we have to be very careful about these dating apps. Yes. Thank you, Father. Okay. The next question is, I've been praying for my future husband as I felt the need to start praying for him. 
how do i know how god is going to guide my path towards him see um if we have to remember one thing you be in touch with god connected to god and live your life we don't need to be too much worried about the will of god if you are in love of god you are connected to god you must be fulfilling the will of god so if you are focusing too much about those uh, uh, things you it will lead you to skeptical mind and you will get confused but always make sure god has given you an intellect god has given you common sense which are all gift of god intellect your common sense your spiritual background the knowledge that you have acquired through the word of god these are all other ways through god is expressing his will through to you so if you use your spiritual knowledge wisdom that you collected through the holy spirit you know by listening to the word of god advices of the priest and the retreats you attended the word of god that is collected in your mind it will give you a conclusion in your spiritual decisions and or and intellect common sense if you use it you are fulfilling the will of god we don't need to worry about too much about okay is there any other will of god now if you, these faculties are gift of god god has given you use it correctly uh, and always be spiritually connected to jesus then you are fulfilling the will of god and slowly if you fulfill that and go ahead with that god will guide you through the right track yes my thank you father yeah the next question is quite interesting it's uh, is it a sin to avoid people and maintain healthy distance towards those who are most likely to hurt us through their words and they cannot understand understand us fully okay it's first of all it's not a sin because you don't want to uh, get into problem and get into hurt and get into a fight so you are avoiding such occasions that is not a sin because your intention is good but at the same time why are you afraid of this why are, why are you afraid of them because you are afraid of being hurt so then that is also a clear sign that there is an inner wound inside of you you know uh, no one can hurt you without your permission first of all you have to understand no one can hurt you without your permission if there is a small thorn in my flesh here or maybe right hand there is a small thorn in me i may not even notice it because it's so such a small one but then mario comes and give me a shake hand when he shake when he give me shake hand it will hurt me then i will push him back because it is hurting me so it's not because mario hurts me it is because i have a thorn in my hand so many a time i feel okay mario hurt me if i say mario hurt me i will never get healed but if i know when mario touches me i am hurt that means there is a wound or there is a thorn in my hand which i have to remove then so that even if anyone come and give me shake and I, i will never be hurt so if you have that confidence then you don't need to avoid anyone because there there are people who are abusive hurting wounding insulting gossiping but if you are okay if you are strong spiritually if you are convinced about who you are and what is your role in front of god and if you don't have any thought in you then you don't need to be frightened of anyone you don't need to avoid or escape from anyone 
escaping or running away from something that means you are frightened. Frightened means there is in inside there is a wound inside. In in love there is no fear. If God is there inside of you, you are healed of you, healed of all the wounds. Then there is no fear in you. You don't need to be afraid of anyone. So it shows that we have wound. So you can avoid those people who are going to hurt you, but at the same time you also have to think about yourself because there is a wound inside which you which is preventing you from entering into relationship with other people. thank you father the next question is i have a friend struggling at her work since her colleague always gossips about her to everyone even her boss is against her now what does she do okay so i have a friend struggling at her work um since her colleague colleague always uh, gossips about her to everyone okay so the, she's working in a place where uh, there are so many people and there are two people seems to be against her gossiping one is her colleague and then second one is her boss so two people are gossiping against her but at the same time that whoever maybe um she, uh, who she is she has very so, so many other friends who are not against her only two people are against so uh, remember one thing in such situations we need to remember like this there is no perfect community in this world there is no perfect family in this world even in your family relationship you must have seen people gossiping even in the family husband gossip against wife wife gossip against her husband in front of their children sometimes they gossip against their own family members in front of their relatives maybe in laws so gossips are there in every community uh it is impossible to find a community which is perfect without any gossip and i've seen the priests and leaders are the biggest victims of gossips if you think about your parish priest he must be uh, going through gossips against him so many gossips gossips than any one of you so likewise the leaders are the victims of gossips so remember just because someone is gossiping against you you don't need to worry you just ignore it and secondly any every gossip you have to have this attitude is there anything true in what they are gossiping is there anything true in their gossiping if there is anything true we need to correct it if there is no nothing true just ignore it because gossip is coming from evil evil will never be victorious so that uh, the good thing should be the evil should not be dealt with evil but evil should be conquered by good that is why the, that is what the word of god says do not be tired of doing good so these are the words of god that we read from the bible so don't worry about all these gossips and it's true that it may be very difficult for you to go through this gossip but at the same time remember there are so many others who are going through the victims of gossips even the priest and others jesus also had, was the victim of gossip and the gossip itself is coming from evil therefore reject and renounce the evil and but the person should be loved thank you father it's the next question is if i suffer from a disease how do i know if it is an evil bondage or if it is coming from god for my goodness and how can i be healed from a chronic disease 
Okay, if I suffer from a disease, how do I know if it's, you know, I have given a talk about the title, uh, maybe um, Mario can give the link. The title is called, Why, uh, why do some people do not, uh, uh, do not get healing? Some people do not get healing. Some people are healed. Some people go through suffering all throughout their life. Why these things happens? There is a talk already given, and the link will be provided now. You can listen to that talk later, whenever it is possible. So it will give you an understanding about these kinds of different varieties of suffering. So you can also post this link in the uh, YouTube too. So then people will understand. So there are certain sicknesses which are permitted by God. God doesn't give sickness. God doesn't create sickness. But God permits sometimes sicknesses. Permit means he just allow it to happen. Uh, maybe for our purification. Maybe through our suffering, purify others. For example, St. Therese of uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, she went through lots of suffering all throughout her life. Through her suffering, she saved so many people. And there are so many people who are, St. Alphonse was suffering all throughout her life due to TB, tuberculosis. And she also saved so many people. Some sufferings are from, uh, all the sufferings are from, uh, you know, one way or the other, from evil or from this world. So, uh, some are permitted by God. If it is permitted by God for a higher good, then let that good happen. Some permitted for the purification of ourselves, and it will help us and purify. Some are purely evil, which the moment we get connected to God, it will be healed completely. It will be disappeared. Some are on some warnings, warnings given by God or character, nature, uh, to remind you of some something. For example, certain sicknesses give you, um, make you go to hospital and then you do the testing and then you will come across a bigger sickness is going to happen. It will prevent you from falling into dangers. So some sicknesses are warnings. So, uh, and some sicknesses, when you pray, it may be healed very fast and some sicknesses will be there for some more time a bit for purification. And some sicknesses, um, God permits because it is going for the purification or salvation of someone else. So if you listen to this talk, it is well, uh, I mean, in a detailed way explained in that YouTube video. Please do listen and it will help you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. The next question um, uh, is about what do I do when my parents are fighting and it turns to physical abuse? Okay. Um, you know, if your parents are fighting with each other, that clearly shows that they are human beings. So every family, even siblings, children, small children, they also argue arguments and fightings. It's very common among the children. Even in the school days, you must have seen friends fighting with each other. Arguments are common. Even college days, even in the marriage, the arguments, misunderstanding, disputes, sometimes in a very rare cases, physical abuse is also taking place in many families. But the physical abuse, of course, it's a dangerous aspect, but arguments and verbal arguments and shouting at each other, which is almost common in every family relationship. 
doesn't mean these are dangerous. These are dangerous. After all, the kids are the children. Remember, you are not involved in these arguments and fightings. It's better, it's easier for you to just stay away from these kinds of fights and keep yourself uh, busy with something else and focus on something else. Otherwise, it also can create a kind of inner wound in you because the parents are anyway not careful about you because they are busy with fighting and they don't, uh, uh, they may not be always aware of your presence. They don't think about your presence when they fight with each other. But at the same time, I have seen many children falling into inner wounds because I know some, for example, one girl who came to our retreat center, her parents used to shout at each other every day. Now she's grown up. She's around uh, uh, 20, in her 20s, but the moment there is a, somebody raise their voice, even for a preaching, raising the voice, she gets scared. Uh, anyone who raise their voice uh, and speak, she gets scared and she gets frightened because that inner wound is there. All the fighting, shouting back, uh, back answering words that is there in her unconscious mind, it pops up, it instigates. So that is why it is better avoid such situations. If you are there when your father and mother fights with each other, just stay away from that atmosphere. Maybe use some earphone and go to your room and lock the room and listen to some prayer service or music or something and avoid. And that because the parents normally, they, they just because they shout at each other, they are not going to be separated. It is only in extreme cases and very rare cases um, uh, in extreme cases, they may end up in separation. Otherwise, within one or two days, they will be reconciled. But your, your wound will remain forever. So it's better to avoid such kinds of situations. Do not go. Sometimes, if it goes out of control and becomes physical, attacking each other, hurting each other, then you, you may have to step into and get the help of someone who is trustworthy and speak to them about these things. Maybe your parish priest, maybe your best friend, maybe your neighbor whom you can trust and tell them about these things. And if and any other local legal things are needed, that also possible. Only in the extreme cases when there is a physical abuse is going on. Otherwise, the other things are normal. It may happen. You don't need to be worried about it too much, but stay away from this so that you may, be, uh, you may not be affected by wounds. Thank you, Father. Okay. Uh, the next question is, how to test the spirit which we are conversing and sensing? Because we heard that even wicked spirits can come as a spirit from God to deceive us. Okay. Always remember, no wicked spirit comes from God. It's true that all the spirits are created by God, but God never created any wicked spirit. The good spirit became wicked spirit later. Just like good human beings who are created in the beginning as human beings as good, but later turned into be bad person. So the same way angels were created, but the angels, they used their will and uh, freedom of choice and they choose the wrong and they became evil and wicked. So God is not responsible for this. They themselves are responsible and for their choices. So God never sends any wicked spirit. So first of all, we have to clarify that God never sends any wicked spirit. So then you may ask me, Father, what about uh, in the kingdom, in the life of King of King Saul, God sent a spirit uh, uh, to torment him. That is what the Bible says. 
That is because the language of the Hebrew. According to Hebrew language, there is no uh, first person and there is no second person. There is only first person. Whatever that happens on earth, they attribute to God. Whether good or bad, they give all credit to God. For example, um, suppose if I beat somebody, they will say, in fact, God was beating him because God created me. God gave me this hand. With this hand, I beat him. So that means, in fact, God is responsible for that. So this is how the Hebrew understanding. That is why we read in the Bible when Pharaoh hardened his heart. You know, when the heart is created by God. So when Pharaoh hardened his heart, he was, the Bible said, God hardened the heart. Because God created the heart of Pharaoh. And now this heart is hardened. Therefore, God is responsible. So that is why in the Old Testament, especially in the, um, in the uh, Old Testament, the Hebrew writings, all the good things, whether the good things or bad things, everything is attributed to God. For example, if you commit sin, you will have a punishment. But in the Old Testament, you read everywhere in the Old Testament, God is punishing you. God is destroying these people. God is killing that person. God is destroying. So all these things because of the language problem. There is a language which the Hebrew language use. And they always give credit for everything. They give credit to God. So whether good or bad, God is responsible. So in fact, the punishment, God never punish anybody. The sin punishes themselves. Even in the word of God, you can see uh, Numbers 32, 23, Obadiah 1, 15, um, Sirach, uh, 20, uh, Sirach um, 10, 13, and 21, and uh, 1 and 2. Like this, so many words of God, it says, your own sin will punish you. Jeremiah 2, 19, um, you know, the, your own sin will punish you. Your wickedness will punish you. It's not God who is punishing us. Therefore, God, don't ever say or believe that God sent wicked spirits. Wicked spirits are there, but God doesn't send them. So these wicked spirits can come to us, influence us, influence us. We have to be very careful. How do you know whether this is from evil spirit or good spirit? Any decision, any thought that comes from evil spirit, if you are listening to the evil spirit, it will always give you confusion. It will always give you some kind of fear and it will always give you, lead you some, to relationship, breaking the relationships and it will always give you no peace in your heart, no uh, comfort or rest, uh, peace in your heart. But if it is from the Holy Spirit, there is openness, there is no secrecy and clandestine meetings or anything, there is peace and your, your comfort in your heart and there is joy and uh, you know, uh, it will always increase your relationship with God. It will never dilute or uh, degrade your, in, decrease your relationship with God. So this is how we will come to know. But it's all, you know, it's only through practice we can build up our discernment. Only through practice we can build up our discernment. There is no fixed rules for discerning the spirits. Thank you. The next question, what should I do regarding the sins that I don't remember during confession and I start remembering them after I'm done with confession? Okay. So when you go for confession, confession is a sacrament. Therefore, God helps you in the confession. God helps you in your confession. 
And when you go for confession, if God wants you to confess, okay, you need to have a preparation before confession. If you have a tendency to forget, forget the sins, it is good to have written down. Maybe small, small, short uh, words, you can write it down in a small piece of paper and use that paper when you go for confession. But don't just read it, but just look at it and uh, uh, confess your sins. Uh, but if God wants you to confess certain sins, surely he will remind you because you prepared very well. And therefore, he will remind you. In case if you forget certain sins from confessing it, don't worry. You don't feel guilty about it because you are not responsible for not confessing it. But later, if you remember, next time when you go for confession, you can confess those sins. Some people, even after confessing their sins, the same sin popping up in their mind. It disturbs them. For example, some, some people, they go on confessing the sin of abortion. So, suppose they have done abortion. They confess this week the same abortion which they did 10 years ago. And next week also, when they go for confession, they confess the same sin which they committed 10 years ago, which they have already confessed. So why do they confess it again and again? It's not because God did not forgive them. God surely has forgiven them. But they did not forgive themselves. They're still feeling guilty because they have not forgiven themselves. They are not convinced that they are forgiven. So the message for you, such kinds of people is this. Do not underestimate the power of confession. Do not underestimate the blood of Jesus. There is no sin which cannot be washed away by the precious blood of Jesus. God has washed your sin through your, the sacrament of confession. Not because of your merit. Not because of any of your hard work. But because of the blood on Mount Calvary. Jesus paid the price for your sin. And now you are reconciled, you repented about your sin, and you have confessed. And you reject that sin. That is why you confessed it. Therefore, don't worry. Be happy. Enjoy your life. Lead a repenting life, good life, and never sin again. God has forgiven your sin 100%. There is no doubt about it. Now you just forgive yourself. You are holy as you were already holy before committing that sin. So don't worry, don't allow that guilt to follow you anymore. Yes. Thank you, Father. I have a feeling of brokenness and low self-esteem and feel I can never be healed and possibly never be able to love myself or anyone else. How can I overcome this? Okay, I have a feeling of brokenness and low self-esteem. I feel I can never be healed possibly never be able to love. Okay, so in all these sentences, you can see um, a kind of so very strong inner wound. Inner wound, somewhere you have gone through, through lots of rejection, unwantedness, and feeling not lovable. So all these things have you have gone through, and that is why you have used the word never. Never be able to love myself, never be able to do this, Two times you have used the never. So it's a clear hopelessness that you are experiencing right now. But the answer is, don't ever say never. Because it, it is, in a way, you are diminishing the power of God. You are lacking maybe a strong belief in God. So here you need to 
focus on before focusing on even in your inner healing or any other healing your relationship with god should be established re-established once again first of all take some word of god which helps you for example isaiah 41 10 joshua 1 9 john 14 18 and likewise there are so many words of god which will give you comfort and healing so take those word of god and then even hebrew chapter 11 verse 6 so take those word of god and repeat it every time because you need to find jesus first remember jesus loved you so much and jesus died for you because of your brokenness you know we read from the word of god through his bruises through his wounds we are healed through his brokenness we our brokenness are healed so if you feel broken wounded and rejected never be loved and you feel you cannot love yourself it is true it is true in one way because it is impossible for human beings to settle this kind of problem but it is possible to overcome for you for you it is possible to overcome from this bondage of brokenness and rejection if you fall in love with jesus if you accept jesus as your lord spend your time instead of looking at yourself spend your time in reading bible especially the new testament repeat those words which touches your heart every day listen to the preachings maybe possible possible attend the daily live streaming you will see within one month your whole life will be changed i can guarantee you if i don't know who you are and how don't know who, who has sent this message but if you have any time uh, able to contact us listen very carefully attend this live streaming which we, we uh, do have every day at least one month continuously join for the worship sincerely believing in jesus that jesus is there in the blessed sacrament and just worship god freely surrender yourself if you feel like crying cry in front of god if you feel like getting angry with jesus get angry with jesus in front of the blessed sacrament express your feelings in front of him you can do it from your home because it's available online just close your eyes and do express your feelings in front of jesus as if you are talking to a person in front of you in the holy blessed, blessed sacrament and just pour out your pain you will see the deliverance within one month you will start experiencing the difference yes Maria. thank you father uh, this question is uh, directed at you father uh, father joseph thank you for your tireless online preaching since a year how do you manage to stay anointed with the Holy Spirit? You know, when we are doing the work of God, sincerely, uh, we don't need, uh, you know, that itself is a food for us. You know, uh, for example, when Samaritan woman was at the, at, at the you know, well, uh, Jesus came there and Jesus was speaking to her for a long conversation only for one soul. The whole chapter is about her. The whole conversation is about one person. And then the disciples came and said, Jesus, eat something because they found Jesus is tired, going on preaching, going on preaching only for one person. And then disciples said, I think it's a uh, gospel of John chapter four, around 30 or something. Verse 30, uh, can you show? Uh, okay, so what uh, it says, the disciples said, Jesus, come and eat something. Then Jesus said, I have food which you don't know. I have food which, is, which you don't know. Then they said, when, where do you get this food? Then Jesus said, doing my father's business is my food. 
so doing the ministry doing the preaching that is my food my anointing so this is what jesus himself said so one way i have also noticed is through that getting for the last one year i never been outside this compound uh, for the last one year uh, i did not get any uh, it's not that i don't get a chance but i cannot go because we have live streaming every day so and sometimes it is tiring and uh, because continuous preparation every day because one talk is over today then have to prepare for next day and next day next day so we don't have any other time for anything else in short we can say no time for committing sin so in way one way it is a protection and secondly i'm also growing through this i have noticed one thing in my uh, knowledge about the word of god and bible and all these things i have grown just like you all have grown by listening i'm also growing each day for the, especially in the last one year and grown to you know grown my knowledge about the bible lot because we are working hard every day to read and listen and uh, examine uh, meditate about the word of god each day more than any other time in my whole life so one day it helps me a lot and that is why uh, even when it is tiring but it helps me and give me the strength to continue thank you very much for that concern god bless thank you father uh this next question is about yoga and yeah. is it against our religion okay so yoga as such the yoga if you take it in a strict sense it is against because we don't need yoga to come to a uh, fulfillment or unit union with god so yoga means in a one way it is a union with their god or the pagan god but for us we don't need yoga to be united to uh, our our god because for us eucharist is the union eucharist is where we become one with god so yoga means through doing some exercise different way of and postures different chants and different positions you are getting united to some other power or some other supernatural power which is a long process and which is a difficult process and it's a uh, uh, unnecessary process and at the end you get united to a wrong god but in the eucharist it's very easy we only need to be spiritually prepared not physically you don't need to do any exercise to be united to god to un- be united to god you only need repentance and confess your sins and go for holy mass and receive communion you become one with christ but for example for in the part of, uh, for the for example uh, uh, when we speak about yoga if you are talking about exercise it is good for your health your body as though the body is only for 70 or 80 years but at least to live at least that, till then you need to have good exercise and healthy body so you can have an exercise but not yoga thank you father and uh, we are here for the final question for today because we are at time uh, this is what can i what can or should a teenager do to attain holiness what is the inter- interest of the teenager depends on that your holiness will be dependent so if your interest is for worldly things it will be difficult for you to attain holiness if your interest is the word of god it will become easier for you to uh, enter into holiness because we read psalm um, 119 verse uh, 9 to 11 how can young people keep their way pure 
by guarding it with the word of god if you focus on listening to the word of god preaching and attending services we can be committed to the sacrament of confession and holy eucharist then it is easy for you to attain the holiness but if the world if your whole time most of the time you are spending in the world and worldly matters then it will be a tough time for you to enter into holiness you know there is one more question uh, mario something about uh, judging social media uh, oh just okay. one second father i'll okay. pull that up i think next question i think uh one second it's about social media you said right yeah yes i think next question you know some people they are afraid to post uh, uh, you know something connected to a, a spiritual things on the social media because they are afraid of being judged okay yeah right did you get that question i would like uh, to answer to that you know yes, because this is very common problem uh, did you see that question uh, unfortunately no father you could start answering okay, it okay so the up. question is somebody asked a question saying but uh, they want to post uh, informations about the church information about jesus on the social media but they are afraid of being judged so now we have to understand one thing many people live in a world without identity see the worldly people have shown their identity okay if they are with the world they they prove it their actions behavior everything proves that they are with the world so if you are with god you have to prove it so outside everyone has got their own identity they they prove the identity now i have noticed many christian people christian children christian youth they love jesus but they are afraid of starting you know explaining you know expressing their position in the spirituality they are afraid to tell the world that they stand for jesus christ they keep their identity hiding and put another identity outside it is called hypocrisy so how long we can go on living like this you know this is the all the young people who are listening to me should think about it you should not be a puppet in front of someone else emotions and someone outside there they have decided their position we have not decided our position at though we have inside we want to stand for christ but we are afraid and that means we are living where is your space in this world we, you have not decided your space you have not found your space in this world so when we stand for a truth we have found our space otherwise we are living in this world at the mercy of someone else so remember don't live a hypocritical life just because you are afraid of the comments of others stand for the truth if you are convinced of jesus stand for jesus if you are not convinced of jesus you may not be able to stand for the truth you will be one side you are inside you are spiritual outside you show that you are very secular and forward thinking and all these things so many identities for today's youth it is it will create a problem an identity crisis in your life please don't entertain such kinds of things find your space in this world if you don't have a space people will play around with you they will kick you from one side to another and from there another 
person will kick you to another side, you will never find your space in this world. It is true. When you find your space, you will lose many friendships. When you find your space, you will be disconnected from many of your connections. Let it be. Because at least you can leave your identity. Otherwise, you will never find your space. At the end, you will have crisis, struggles, an identity crisis. And you will at the end, you will ask, where is my space in this world? Where am I supposed to stand? This is exactly the question God asked when Adam committed sin. Adam is a spiritual being, but he joined with the devil. Then God asked, Adam, where are you? Make your stand clear. How long you can be on both sides? You are projecting outside something else. Inside you are telling me that you are with me. But where are you? So all the youth today, you have a one face in the chapel, in the church, but another face in the social media. This will not work. This is a clear sign of fear and also a clear sign of hypocrisy and also a clear sign that you have not found your space in this world. And then third one, it is a clear sign that you are living at the mercy of someone else. Someone else is emotionally controlling you. Some group of people out there, they are emotionally controlling you because you are frightened of them. Your decision, your post, everything is controlled by them. The moment you post something spiritual, they will control you. They will judge you. You are afraid of this judgment because you are already having the fear of losing friendship. If that is our motivation, that is what is motivating you, then it is difficult for you to stand for Jesus Christ in this world. Today or tomorrow, you will lose that connection. Thank you, Father. Thank and you. just for clarity, the question was, I really want to share pictures or content on God and faith on my social media, but I find it extremely difficult. I fear I may be judged. How do yeah, I... This, this is exactly what I was uh, trying to say. Don't feel judged. This is not that judgment. It's accusation. Just because you are you are expressing your position, why are, why are they not respecting your identity? Why the people are afraid of you standing for Christ? That means that is a wrong people. It's better not to have such kinds of friendships. You stand your position. You make your position clear in front of this whole world. Let the all friends in your social media know where you stand. Who is your real friend is. That is called identity. That is called space. That is called dignity. That shows that you are courageous. And that shows that you are a real human and child of God. Otherwise, you become a coward. Without any space in this world. You will be a puppet and a ball in the hands of many people. They will throw you from there, here, there and there. But you will never have a policy of yourself. So that you have to be very careful, my dear friends. Youth, stand your youthfulness. Use it for courage. And use it courageously just like our early Christians did. St. Paul. Though he was a Pharisee, very powerful Pharisee. He had so many friends. But the moment he came to know Jesus, he rejected everything else and he stood for Christ. Therefore, everyone persecuted him and he was not ready to give up his identity because he's not covered. He's courageous. Peter, though he was a fisherman, he did not give, give up his identity. St. Lawrence, all the early Christians, they did not give up the identity. They found their space in this world. Even Mother Teresa in India, in the majority world, 
and married Mother Teresa was the only minority religious nun who came from a foreign country and serving in India, but she found a space. And no, though there was challenges, but she came out victorious and she was, she enjoyed her life and even the whole world, secular world lifted her up. When you stand for Christ, even secular world will slowly listen to you. Initially, they may attack you, just like Mother Teresa was attacked. But slowly, when they come to know that you are a man of deep integrity, a woman of integrity, and you have an identity, you have a space, and you have a policy, you will never compromise, then they will listen to you. Thank you, Father, for that wonderful session. Uh, I'm sure we were, uh, like a lot of you have had all your questions answered. For those of you who haven't, uh, you can wait for the next session. We shall have uh, these on a recurring basis. I now invite Aziza to lead us in the final prayer. So one word. Um, uh, sorry, Aziza. So <laughs> thank you very much for joining in this uh, Under My Roof. I encourage all your youth and everyone to join in this Under My Roof. Every week, Saturday, we do have this Under My Roof program for the youth. They have question answers and everything is dealt. It is better for them to join in the Zoom meeting than attending in the YouTube because in the Zoom meeting, they can ask questions and their questions will be dealt with. So, and uh, we do want to encourage all your friends, especially the youth to join. And if you have more suggestions to improve this Under My Roof program each time, you're most welcome to share with us. And uh, we will try our best to improve this Under My Roof in whatever way possible. And if any youth to join, you want to be a part of this ministry, especially through the Under My Roof and other youth ministries, you're most welcome to join and uh, send your information to youth at divineuk.org. So uh, through that uh, email, send informations about your plans and suggestions. And if you want to be part of it, you're most welcome to do it. May God bless you. And we can, you know, uh, uh, stand for Jesus Christ in, through the social media, wherever it is possible, because now we have entering into a digital world. Virtual evangelization is our uh, in the future. Our future is like that. So let us try that. May God bless you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Asisa, you can conclude prayer. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, for everything you've blessed us with. Thank you for Father Joseph and clearing all our doubts through him. We pray that this may help us to get closer to you and our Lord Jesus. May we be inspired to spread the good news and get others closer to you too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless uh, thank you, Father. And we just have one announcement. A lot of you had been asking to have Under My Roof available as a podcast. 
so we finally have that ready uh, if you search uh, for under my roof and you'll find under my roof and we put in brackets divine uk so you know exactly uh, that yeah, that finding the right podcast you will find it right now on castbox on google podcast overcast spotify we are yet to release it on apple podcast but we'll do that very soon so right now if you go you'll find the initial set of sessions that we have but what we're going to do is we're going to start putting the most recent sessions and slowly we'll backfill it all the way up to the very first episode that we've had so yeah you can share this with your friends and you can also listen to it or offline or when you're doing work etc uh, rather than only watching the video so thank you uh, god bless you and see you all again next week